Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. The text is our gospel reading that we heard moments ago, especially these words from Matthew chapter 2. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. Please be seated. So far our text. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's only nine days ago we celebrated Christmas. Joy to the world! Hark the herald angels sing! Glory to God in the highest! And now, just days later, we are reminded of one of the most horrific acts recorded in history following right on the heels of the birth of Jesus. Nine days ago when we gathered here on Christmas Day, the gospel reading was from John chapter 1, the 18-verse prologue to the gospel. We heard these words, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. The Gospel of John talks a lot about good and evil, light and darkness. The Gospel of John teaches us that the light of the world, Jesus, came to overcome the darkness of sin. The good of God has been sent to overcome evil. Evil is real. When we fail to acknowledge that fact, we lull ourselves into a false sense of security. We become apathetic and indifferent. And it's the first step to going along to get along. Matthew chapter 2 teaches us about Herod the Great. Oh, he was great, all right. Great at murder. 
He killed his own wife. He killed his own daughter. He killed his own sons. He killed hundreds of political opponents. Why? Because he loved himself. And he loved his power. And anything that got in the way of his power, he killed. It shouldn't surprise us when we read here in Matthew chapter 2 that he continued his political activity in the neighboring town of Bethlehem. The Magi from the east, the wise men, following a star, they came to Jerusalem. Where is he who is born king of the Jews? Certainly in Jerusalem, certainly in the palace. Herod the Great was not amused. He had heard rumors about some, some king prophesied in the Old Testament, in the Holy Scriptures. He had had one of his sons murdered for talking about it. They dusted off the Scriptures. Bethlehem, that's where it's going to happen. And he sent the wise men. Find this baby. And when you find him, come back and report to me. So that I too may go and worship him. Oh, he was going to worship him all right. With a spear or a knife or a machete. But that really wasn't Herod's style. He didn't like to get his own hands dirty. The Magi went, directed by God. They were led to the Christ child. They worshipped him. They offered their gifts. And God warned them of this great Herod's plan and scheme. Go back home a different way. When Herod finally figured out he had been duped, he was, as our text says, furious. There's one thing that you do not want to be, and that is at the end of the fury of Herod. Caesar Augustus once said that it was safer to be Herod's pig than one of Herod's sons. So, Herod dispatches the soldiers, they go to Bethlehem and the surrounding region, any boy, baby, two years old or younger is no more. It was a bloody slaughter. We have no idea how many babies died in this bloody slaughter. Maybe it was a few dozen. Maybe it was a few hundred. Compared to the way Herod the Great acted throughout the rest of his life, it was a tiny little blip on the screen. Most historians don't even record it. My friends, today, we come face to face with evil. There's two things that you can always count on with evil. First, 
Evil has no use for God and his word. Ignore it. Get rid of it. Doesn't matter. No use for it. The second thing you can count on with regard to evil, evil has no regard for human life. None. Pious platitudes, maybe. When push comes to shove, evil has no regard for life or what we would call the sanctity of human life. 2,000 years ago, Rachel weeping for her children because they are no more. Through God's intervention, the baby Jesus escaped this bloody slaughter. Why? Because it wasn't yet his time. His bloody slaughter was already appointed. And it would be about 30 years later. 2,000 years have passed. There's nothing new under the sun, is there? Evil still exists. Evil still has no regard for God, the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and His Word, the Bible, the Holy Scripture. Evil has no regard for human life. Think of the genocides that have happened throughout history. In the first and second century, there was an, an early Christian catechism. It's called the Didache. You can look it up online. You can probably go to Barnes and Noble and buy a copy of it. The Didache clearly spells out the sin of abortion, the sin of infanticide. Why would it do that? Because it was happening 2,000 years ago. There's nothing new under the sun. We have lived with the reality of legalized abortion in this country since January of 1973. Many of you were not even born yet. Thank God you were born. My friends, evil exists. You can legalize evil, but it doesn't make it any less evil. Our country, our nation, our planet has been completely flipped on end 
over the last 10 or 12 months. A worldwide pandemic. Serious stuff. In the last 12 months, 1,830,979 people have died, at least in some way, shape, or form, connected to the coronavirus. 1.8 million. Staggering. In that same time period, in the last 12 months, buckle up, 42,655,372 abortions have taken place worldwide. That's 23 times the number of the people that have died from the coronavirus. Did you know that? Is it reported anywhere? You can look it up. The Worldometer put out by the World Health Organization put these numbers out, right out there. Most people don't know. Most people don't care. My friends, there is a bloody slaughter going on of biblical proportions. An apathy and indifference abounds. Maybe you saw in the news earlier this week, people in Argentina dancing in the streets. Why? Because abortion was made legal. Earlier this year, dancing in the streets in Ireland. Why? Because abortion had been made legal. Not only do we not pay any attention to this slaughter, we celebrate it. Abortion for nine months is legal in many states here in America. In some states, even after a baby is born. Botched abortions born alive are put to death. This should make us sick to our stomach. Baby parts are bought and sold like, like cheap used Christmas presents on eBay. And nobody bats an eye. When I was in the seminary, I took a class on bioethics. Why? Because the people of God have a lot of questions about how science and theology, the rubber hits the road in our daily life. We spent a lot of time talking about beginning of life issues. We spent a lot of time talking about end of life issues. I went through my notes, big thick folder. I went through my notes. There was not one word mentioned 
on the topic of vaccines. Imagine my shock and surprise and horror about three months ago following up on a question in Bible study. Vaccines, they all come from chicken eggs. That's what I thought. That's what I was taught. I wish that were the case. By my research, and my research is very new, more than 60% of the vaccines that we take that I have had ingested in my body have come in some way, shape, or form from aborted babies. I didn't know. I didn't even ask. These last 90 days or so, I've been asking a lot of questions. And I haven't been getting many answers. I asked my doctor when I went in for my annual physical. I said, hey, remember last year when I got my pneumonia shot and my shingles shot and my flu shot? I said, can you tell me that those came in a way that was not from an aborted baby? And he said, vaccines come from chicken eggs. Three days later, I got a phone call thanking me. He said, I had no idea. My friends, if you do a little research, you will find out that many vaccines, including all of the coronavirus vaccines, have something called H. E-K-293. Sounds pretty harmless, doesn't it? H-E-K. Human. Embryonic. Kidney. A 40-year-old abortion is providing the spike proteins for research and testing and sometimes the actual vaccine itself. I didn't know. I didn't even know enough to ask. My friends, evil is real in this world. And today, today, God is calling Christians to open their eyes. To open their eyes to not only the darkness that is in this world, but to the light that Christ and His Word gives. We don't turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to God's Word. God's Word is clear. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Life, human life, 
is sacred and precious. We, as Christians, need to advocate. We need to demand vaccines that are created and tested without using dead baby parts. That can be done. Why isn't it being done? Because it's cheap. Because it's easy. Because no one holds them to account. My friends, we have a right to know. We have a right to ethical options in our life, in our medical choices, and even in our vaccines. We have a right to information that is not buried in layers and layers and layers of research or certificates, but is readily available for someone who cares. A hundred days ago, I didn't care. I didn't even know. Now I know. Now you know. My friends, evil is real. Apathy and indifference affects us all. But remember back to that slaughter of the holy innocence. There was one baby that escaped. And that baby's name was Jesus. He escaped the bloody murderous slaughter that day because God had appointed him the light of the world, the light that no darkness can overcome. Jesus Christ, 30 years later, true God and true man, went to Calvary's cross. He faced pure evil head on and he won evil could not hold down the sinless son of God Jesus died on Calvary's cross and he has won the forgiveness of sins for all sin for all people for all time the most evil wicked persons in the world their sin has been paid for by Jesus Christ. Now, if they don't believe in Jesus, it's a nothing to them. But Christ has paid for it all. Christ has paid for the evil and indifference in our own hearts. Christ has paid for the fact that many of us have sometimes made silly or foolish or downright evil choices in our life. My friends, God's word is not to bind your conscience 
or to drive you to despair. God's word is to free you from your guilt and your shame through the forgiveness of sins. That's why Jesus came and that's why we can celebrate even today in the midst of a gospel reading that teaches us that evil is real. My friends, God has given you the gift of life. Thanks be to God. He has created you, formed you, and shaped you in your mother's womb. There is no one else like you. Never has been, never will be. As miraculous as that gift of life is, God's gifts keep giving. The gift of life, true life, eternal life is yours through the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus robed around you in the waters of holy baptism, spoken into your ears in the holy absolution, put into your mouth the very body and blood of Christ for you. Today, we celebrate God's gift of life. May God use us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. A world of darkness. A world that is illuminated through us by the light of Christ. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Now may the peace of God, who far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Having heard the word of God, we are bold to confess our faith. This morning we use the words of the Nicene Creed, page 158. Please stand as you're in. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made. Amen.